This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to The Blank Podcast, the podcast where we talk to well-known guests about their lives, their careers and negotiating those difficult moments along the way. Um, that that was really Radio 4 and I'm here for it. I absolutely loved that. That was just that was so lovely. Oh, that was like you've been doing it for decades. That was beautiful. Uh, who, who are the stalwarts on Radio 4? I'm just trying to think who that would that would be like. I don't know. Because <laughs> neither of us listen to Radio oh, 4. I'm actually, do you know what? I'm the sort of person that I would like to give out. I would like to pretend and give out the idea I listen to Radio 4, but I'm actually a Radio 5 Live guy. I'm, I'm a I'm 5 Live of, guy. Yeah. I'm actually even, and this is a bit, you know, to admit on the air, I'm a 5 Live guy sprinkled with a bit of talk sport. <laughs> Mainly because of their, their commentaries for games, but I, I sometimes will keep it on. I, I'm a white van man. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I have to say, I'm similar. What <laughs> I think about those two two channels is particularly like after Saturday matches, you've got six oh six, or yeah. you've got like the phone in on wherever the equivalent yeah. is on Talksport, and they're always they always get the most ridiculous fans. Yeah, coming on. if you want the more more cartoon, you want you go to Talksport. Yeah, because six oh six does have they they tone it down a bit, but um, but even on there Sav they have some mad even people. on yeah, <laughs> but but Savage and Sutton are actually very good on there. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they are. They are it's Robbie Savage. I know, like he's figure of fun. He's actually very, very good. He is very um, good. Yeah, and Chris Sutton's does, excellent so. as well. Sort of playing this sort of curmudgeon 
kind of contrarian. Oh, we talking about getting Chris Sutton on the pod. We will. We'll get. We'll sort. Yeah, Chris. Sutton, I think he'd we? be good, and yeah. and and Savage as well. But uh, anyway, sorry, I, I really enjoyed your intro. There was it was really just like silky smooth. I really liked it. Well, so thank I thought, you. I thought, very I'd much. Let, I thought I'd let you know because you know we're both in the game, aren't we? Of letting people know when we enjoy things they do. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, talking <laughs> of enjoyable things, this week's podcast was extremely enjoyable. Oh, so nice. Yeah, it's a wonderful <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> what? Just what? Like, let's just, let's just keep, like, every time we do something slightly better than normal, we'll just, <laughs> we'll, pay, we'll, we'll make a yeah. big thing out of it. We're not very good at the old smoke and mirrors, are we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most, most radio professionals, oh, I saw, what's her name on the news? Who's it? Oh, who's that presenter? She's on BBC. It's like News at 10 or something. She's re- Sophie Ray. Sophie Rayworth. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I was watching her do a bit to ca- uh, hosting sort of yeah, anchoring, basically. Yeah. Uh, the, the main coverage. I, guess, I think it was last night. And qu- so many things went wrong. She threw to a reporter in Putney. Audio didn't work. Then oh. she came back. She had to really quickly then. Sl- obviously, they're like going through the, the auto queue, like, oh, next, next, next. And then that didn't quite work. But she was so like smooth. And I, I, as like, you and me we've done a bit of broadcasting now for quite a while you mm. probably you notice it, you're like oh she's done well there mm. so the average punter they wouldn't have noticed it but i thought she was so slick at like spinning these plates i thought it was yeah real real pro i remember thinking Hard oh yeah no that. wonder she's at bbc one yeah and that i think it was a live broadcast i assume as well was it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's really tr- tricky so yeah well hats off to sophie yeah, she was brilliant. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I'll derail it again. <laughs> I was saying we had a really enjoyable podcast this week with Chanel Creswell. <coughs> Sorry, it's about time cough. Oh my word, what a fantastic guest. So, so lovely. Um, real down to earth, just like easy to get on with. Yeah. Um, some great insight into her career. Really opens up at times. Sort yeah. Of talk, talked at times about things she hadn't talked about before, sort of in, you know, which is really nice. So I thought about this. Um, we're recording this a few hours later after the pod so i mm. had dropped my daughter off at, at a ballet this afternoon i went for a little wander and got a coffee and uh, i just lied i got a white hot chocolate oh. <laughs> I don't, know why I li- don't know why i lied yeah um, lying to yourself <laughs> i'm lying to myself just, just accept who you are mate um but i was thinking about the pod today actually and how enjoyable it was and how it, it sort of flowed nicely from mm. silly chat and i'm i'm doing my usual thing of telling about my stupid self tapes and, and stuff and this week's is an absolute doozy um and then but going into the serious chat and i was thinking oh actually how we must you and i create a sort of quite a safe space for people to come on and and, and open up and, and that's nice but obviously it takes our guests being open to that anyway and i thought chanel was brilliant and right, right from the first minute you could tell she was gonna be a great guest and got on with us really easily and you think oh it's gonna be a really good one and there was so much nice stuff in there um yeah i really really enjoyed it yeah re- yeah and i and echo all the things you've just said yeah really enjoyed talking to Chanel. like and and she's a fantastic act- actress as well like uh going back to obviously some of her early roles in the this is england yeah um God, because there was the spin-off series as well of that, but the film initially, and, yeah. and obviously that process of getting into that movie and the way that Shane Meadows works. Obviously, we've talked to Vicky McClure before yeah. about that method and how um, how exciting it is as to for an actor to be through that creative process. But then, obviously, we talked about the 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 other side of it, you know, like yeah. doing self tapes and stuff, or being in a room where it's not quite as comfortable sometimes, uh, yeah. and that was really fascinating. Makes you realise, yeah, how special Shane Meadows is actually, and and, and 
the the space he gives mm. performers, especially when he's working with young people. Yeah, the space for them to sort of grow and 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 practice and 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 she well, said it's more like more like workshops. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, and you see the movies and the act. Yeah. It's not acting. In yeah, like, it's yeah, all yeah. it's like real. Like they, those. Yeah, it's that. That's what's brilliant about a lot of his movies is that it doesn't feel like you're watching actors. Uh, yeah. you're watching real people, but that's the obviously the his his brilliance and the the people that he gets for those roles are, are, yeah. that are able to adapt to that and and can bring out very natural performances. Um, but yeah, it was great to hear about that. And obviously, she's got some really exciting new projects. She's been doing lots of kind of the last few projects she's been doing where she's been playing like real life characters, and she's got this um, amazing Vardy versus Rooney. Yes. Uh, yeah courtroom show that's going to be on channel four very soon so i'm really excited to see it Uh, i kind of was following the whole controversy around that story if people listening haven't heard about this so the the well i'd say if they haven't heard it haven't heard of the thing just watch the show cold yes well yeah maybe we shouldn't give it away yeah and then realize it's all real yeah <laughs> it's yeah yeah. Bad. yeah so, so yeah okay yeah. i won't i won't check it I won't out go, yeah, yeah yeah i won't go Definitely. into what it's about but yeah it's fascinating <laughs> well i mean you, you if you obviously we're talking about it, you can go and look up on the internet yeah if you want to really find out but yeah so i think it's a it'd be a fascinating take on that and um i yeah, think you'll be definitely. fantastic in the role so i can't wait to see definitely that. so we'll put a link below for uh information about that show and when it's out i think she said mid-december so yeah. definitely something to check out also something uh to, a link below will also be to this week's sponsors which is Babel. um and there'll be a longer advert later on uh in the public uh for the public people but just for uh our how many that again and something else in the link below uh, will be this week's uh, sponsors, which is Babbel, uh, where you can take learning a second language and make it fun. And there's a code for our, our listeners. Uh, if you go to babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash podcast 22, that's podcast P-O-D-C-A-S-T and then the numbers 22, and the promo code is blank. Um, then there's an offer for blank listeners uh, of three months free. Uh, and there'll wow. be a longer advert as well later on. Uh, for our public listeners, but we're giving our patrons a little extra there because they can get yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, we're good, aren't you, we? Yeah, oh, we are. Yeah, yeah. We are. and so are Babel. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Someone else who else is good at what she does and at being a blank. Oh guest. my goodness! You know, just <laughs> at this point, it's just second nature. Um, is Chanel Cresswell? Should we get into the? <laughs> should we get into the episode? Yeah, because I'm I'm laughing now. Okay, Uh, this is the wonderful Chanel Creswell on The Blank Podcast. Well, it's lovely to have you on. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I see you're quaffing a drink there. Is that a coffee? Are you a coffee person in the morning? I am. I don't mind. Like, I'm either water or coffee. Um... I've got a, like a, you know like one of those like fancy coffee machines I'm like oh that's treat myself so I have to make sure I use it for it to be worth what I bought it for exactly. I was like, right you are having a coffee every morning whether it's sunny or raining or snowing you know so yeah make sure I make good use of it yeah You're exactly really the same yeah I've <laughs> really committed to my coffee machine it's one of those ones with the like I feel like a barista when I'm doing it you know, it's got I, one of those I, thingies on it where you yeah. twist it. <laughs> I don't know what the that's job. called. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to be, I used to make, um, I used to work in a bar. It was my dad's bar 
pub and we used to have coffee mornings with a lot of like you know like elderly customers and we did like coffee and biscuits and we'd take them over to them you know so they could sit down and relax after after market day I'm not kidding we had a list of coffees like 20 on back order and my sister used she was my manager my sister she was like, you're not making them fast enough. I was like, I cannot make these coffees any quicker than what I'm doing. I was like, two jobs, like doing this, pouring them all. Oh, my God, it was a nightmare. But I tell you what, at least they got a nice warm coffee at my stressful expense. Yeah, exactly. Don't get in the way of my craft, okay? This is, I have to do this a certain way. This is important. Yeah, exactly. I, I was I... like... Yeah, my sister used to go, you haven't um, done the dusting on the top of like a Ooh. snowflake or whatever. I was like, Are you, seriously, because that's, <laughs> what? I don't think Edna cares. She just wants yeah. her coffee. I really don't think Edna cares about <laughs> a snowflake at the minute. She's <laughs> shivering in the corner. She wants a coffee, Charlotte. It's funny. I, I went through a phase where I used to go to the my local pub and not on a coffee morning, just like evening, whatever, order a tea or a coffee. Cause I, is, that, is, that, is that bad etiquette to order that? in sort of like what at night time yeah just like yeah is that annoying as a, as a bar yeah. person yeah because that, that means they've got to down anchor yeah. yeah drop everyone else that wants a pint like a normal person which you should be having instead <laughs> and got to go to the coffee machine turn it on about a good rub <laughs> Give the spout a rub down. Get the jug going. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, I, I just, I just, I just like to be centre of attention wherever possible. Yeah. <laughs> just have a coke or a lemonade. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Person. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. So you know, you brought you you brought up in Derby. You're you're from Derby originally. Yeah. What was? What, yeah, I've been to Derby. I've only been to Derby once, and I I played a gig there. I think it was at the old Vic. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, oh, okay. And. Um, I kind of we kind of arrived in the dark and left in the dark, so I don't actually remember Derby very well. Um, Charles, but I know I've also it's... done a gig. At, gig Have at you? Derby, oh, there you we, go. We you see that? Yeah, yeah. At the Blessington, I think it's called. So, uh, is that right, Blessington? I can't remember. Got that wrong. I'm 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 well known for my terrible terrible at <laughs> geographics. Like, just so get me in a, yeah, just give me a train ticket. Let me know what platform, and that's my job done. Like. <laughs> I'm terrible. Like even driving around, I have to, I'm glued to my sat nav. Like it's a running joke within the family that I've lived around here all my life, and I still don't really know the roads. And then my mum like tries to describe all the roundabouts, what's there, and I'm like, mum, stop. There's no point. I'm not a homing pigeon. I have no clue. I am a mole in a hole, and that's it. <laughs> we have sat navs for a reason. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was born in 2022 for a reason. Not born in 2022, but, <laughs> but I can I can use the technology of 2022 yeah. to help me out. That's all I need. Thank you. So, what was that, living in Derby and growing up in Derby like? Did you have a Did you have a nice childhood? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I, I came I come from um, you know a working class background. My dad um, was you know was kind of he I mean there's me and three other siblings and um when we were growing up um times times were okay I mean sometimes they were they were quite difficult we we did live quite frugally I guess whatever that word is at a certain stage in our in our lives growing up being four of us and my dad like working very hard on various businesses you know that takes its toll I mean I didn't Mm. see my dad that much from what I remember so my mum ran the house and my dad worked all hours and very unsociable hours um so it was very, very humble beginnings. And then as I got older, obviously my dad 
you know, sacrifices that he made um, kind of paid off for him. And he, you know, was a self-made man from probably when I was about 15, 16. Um, but I think the lovely thing is, is having watched that growing up, um, I've probably got a very vast knowledge of like, um, I've got more of a business knowledge, I think, more than an academia knowledge, mm. just because of my upbringing. Um, you know, academics and things like that wasn't really my strong point. I kind of have <clears throat> always learned to graft and use my mouth and, um, yeah, my my general knowledge, I think, to to get me to where I am <clears throat> and, and things like that. So, yeah, growing up, you know, there's a lot of us with four of you. <laughs> You know, you have to wait your turn to go to the bathroom. You have to wait your turn to get to the shower. You know, there was a lot of that going on. So I think definitely growing up with with four of us mm. um, and then your parents who, you know, always showered first and had the bath water first <laughs> yeah. and things like that. Um, you kind of, you kind of, I think as an adult as well, I've, I've, that's learned me to take a step back a lot. Um, so, yeah, it was lovely. I mean, I, I enjoy Derby. I did think about doing the London thing and things like that, but I'm a bit of a home bird. I like the countryside. I like the quiet, you know, I like to just shut my door and like hide away sort sort of thing. You know, my local pubs, the local people, that's that's what I grew up. I mean, I, as I said, I worked in my dad's pubs in between jobs and, um, you know, still on the same wage as everybody else. Um, you know, he, he taught as well. He taught us to work hard and, um, you know, to stand for ourselves in a sense. And even when he, even when he did well for himself, you know, he, he didn't mind treating us and things to the, the nice thing, but you had to, you had to work um, the same as everybody else. And so I'm, I'm glad that he, he showed us that. And my mum works very hard as well. Four children and a house to run is yeah, not yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, being being yeah. the parent of two children is, yeah, yeah, full on, and obviously yeah. Jim knows that as well. But yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. four, yeah. all close. We yeah. were all one year. We were all like, oh, wow. we were all like one year apart. Wow. Charles, we talk about school quite a lot in this podcast, don't we? It comes up, comes up quite a lot. Uh, I'm just wondering, what were languages like for you at school? Did you do languages? How did you find them? I always found learning languages really challenging. And yeah, I didn't take uh, languages in GCSE. It was just too beyond me. Yeah, I did do GCSE. I did French in GCSE. Uh, you you'll on? be delighted to know. Well, mate, you'd be delighted to know. I got an A. Nice. Or as they say in, in French, an A, which is probably <laughs> one of the reasons I passed. But then I did it to, to A level because I thought, well, I'm good at this. And I got an E. Oh. It was the jump up was so difficult. And I, and I never really took it on from then. I sort of left it, which is a bit, bit sad, really, isn't it? It is really, and it's something I've always wanted to get back into. Well, you'll be delighted to know that thanks to Babbel, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you're traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized languages that you'll actually use in the real world. Doesn't that sound good? It sounds amazing. I, I want to learn more about Babbel. Well... Babbel makes learning a language quick and easy because it focuses on natural conversation. That makes sense. Of course. It's always the best way to learn by just chatting to people. It's also got 15-minute lessons, and they are designed to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. Babbel's lessons are created by over 150 language experts, a.k.a. real people, so you learn how to have a real-world conversations, things that you'd actually use, not just meaningless phrases like... 
le cat, le chat est sous la table. When have you ever gone abroad and said the cat is under the table, Charles? <laughs> uh, I, never. What's brilliant also, Jim, is Babbel's interactive lessons aren't like just talking to a robot. Yeah. They're voiced by native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you'll be speaking confidently about real topics like cats under tables. <laughs> or what was the other one? Uh, Uwe, la bibliothèque. <laughs> I need to know where the library is. <laughs> Every city I go to in France, or French-speaking world, I have to find the library. Um, Babbel's teaching methods have been scientifically proven to be effective across multiple studies. There you go. Yeah, and also, I mean, we've obviously been speaking a lot of French, but they do do 14 different languages. Oh. So it includes Spanish, French, Italian, Germany, and loads more. Fantastic. What a choice. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. And that is very helpful when you're abroad. Yeah, it's good to go. I mean, my bonjours aren't too good. <laughs> Uh, that, that was okay well thank you that it's very kind of you to lie there are so many ways to learn with Babbel. in addition to lessons you can access podcasts games videos or even join live classes with a language teacher fantastic so many options so start your new language learning journey with Babbel today right now Babbel is offering our listeners three months free with a purchase of a three-month subscription with the promo code blank that's b-l-a-n-k what is that jim <laughs> blank b-l-a-n-k that's a great deal that's a great deal so go to babble.com slash podcast 22 and then use the promo code blank for an extra three months free that's babble b-a-double-b-e-l dot com slash podcast 22 promo code blank b-l-a-n-k babble language learning that works Yeah. She's, she's actually quite crazy. I don't know how she's <laughs> like. Yeah, that's actually wow. Yeah, when you sort of yeah. think in hindsight of those things, you think, oh Christ, how that did we get in, through? That yeah. is intense. I think yeah. those um those kind of life skills though you talk about there, I think really important. You know, in terms of, sort of working hard and having those almost street smarts and that business sense. I think those are really useful skills to have. But it's interesting you're talking about your dad and like the sacrifices he made and stuff because I don't. I've got closer to my dad in recent years than I was sort of growing up. And I had a really, really great conversation with him recently. And he sort of hinted that, um, cause I think as growing up as a kid, like you look at your parents and they probably annoy you and, and, and they're always there and stuff. And then you don't realize they might have had times that are a bit more wobbly. And he was sort of saying, you know, there, there were a few times that were a bit more wobbly than we ever let on. And now, mm. as an adult looking back, I was like, oh man, actually, yeah, dad. I get you it. really appreciate yeah, I get it completely. Mm. I get it what they went through and what he did and the sacrifices he must have made. And yeah, it's just something about growing up, I think maybe puts that in perspective. Yeah, and having that knowledge now, it's like you try they try and tell you when you're kind of in that like 18, 19, 20s that work does stress them out, but you still don't understand. And mm. people try and tell you and you just don't get it until all of a sudden you've got your own house, your own cars to run, and you're like, now I understand that when he came home and he probably didn't have much time for us, why, um, you know, and it is, it's, it's all if some, you know, if hindsight, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, 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 um, yeah, he worked very, very hard. They, they, they both did, but it's, it's, it's quite funny with our family because we have a really dry sense of humor. So 
everybody, nothing is ever taken seriously. Like everybody is always getting absolutely ribbed for, <laughs> with what they're wearing or what I get told on a daily basis to go and get a proper job all the time. <laughs> My job's not real. They work hard. I do nothing. Um, so, so it's nice also that within that, you know, I mean, I grew up watching all my my friends' families having like normal jobs and coming home and all having dinner together. And um, one of my best friends, her parents were Christian, and so having like this really calm setting. And yeah. and I used to go around there. And it used to seem like this lovely safe haven of like calmness. And and then you'd go back to my house, and it'd be absolutely crazy. <laughs> Where's dad? He's not getting into whatever time because he's been sorting out his bins. You got mum running around after the boys, and one's cracked their head open, and then oh, yeah. they fight it. You know, um, so yeah, it was. But as I say, we we don't take anything very seriously, so we all look back now and laugh at it. Yeah, that was me, by the way, as a kid. I cracked my head open twice. I, that was that was my role in the family to to be that kid, just to make there's, just to make life more difficult. There's <laughs> always that one kid that's always got the head split open. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was me. I think we lived in Spain. We lived in Spain because um, it was a dad's job, and so I fell down a marble. Everything's marble. In Spain, fell down yeah. a marble staircase and cracked my head open. Had to have like twenty stitches. Recovered six months later, fell off my bike and hit my head on a stone and cracked it all open again. Oh, see, <laughs> that's just again, traumatic for like everyone said, else. Center of attention. I just want to be center of yes. attention. Whatever. Oh god, it was this. horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you traumatized really, everyone yeah. else. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that's my role in the family. So when did the the kind of acting start? Did you were you doing that at a young age? Was that something you were into? It's weird because my memory's not great. So I can't really remember. Um I just I think I was apparently everyone was saying that when I was a lot lot younger, like five or six, I used to be a bit of a drama queen. Um <laughs> which I hate being called, but so many people call it me, I can't deny it. Um <laughs> And so, yeah, as I got older, like, I did like my school plays and things like that. And just loads of people just kept going up to my mum and was like, you need to get her into a drama school. You need da, 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 da. So I did the whole stagecoach thing, which I didn't really warm to because it felt like stagecoach was at the time for people that had plenty of money mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. their parents were kind of taking them there for like more confidence boosting and, oh, let's sing for an hour. Let's dance for an hour. Let's up for an hour and it just didn't seem what I wanted to do I just felt a bit more I felt a bit more grittier than than those sort of people and so I really begged my mum like I, I went for a couple of years and there was like an award that they gave to people out of like all the age groups and I won it the first year I got there so I thought oh okay well I must be okay at this my sister went as well and she didn't get it so like as I went off for my award I kind of just looked at it like <laughs> which I'm sure you still remind her of <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> she's, she's going to hate me. So, so then my mum found this workshop, which was the television workshop, which was more for children that kind of had emotionally been through, through a lot, which I kind of felt like I had at this point. Um, and because emotional intelligence was something that from a young age, all of us had just mm. within certain situations with that within our family. Um, I just felt like I knew a lot and had seen a lot at, at a young age. And so I don't know. I just felt like I was a lot older than, than other, other people around me. So we went to this like workshop where, you know, kids were taken seriously and they'd all come from like different walks of life and backgrounds and, you know, and so 
I went one Easter <clears throat> and auditioned and there was like just so many children there and I, my sister had auditioned the year before and didn't get in so <laughs> which i also remind her about yeah <laughs> oh, now, no. now, now i've got it twice <laughs> you got it twice yeah you gotta get a hat trick yeah so um i thought oh i'm not gonna bother but you know my mum dragged me there and ian smith was there and he kind of just looked at me and over his glasses and he was really intimidated at the time and i was like hi and he was like um is this your first time you've been uh you know you've, you've auditioned and i was just like yeah, I mean, I must have only been about 10 or 11. I was like, oh, well, I doubt you'll get in then, but go through. And I was oh, like, my God. Oh, my God, that is brutal. Mm, and yeah. I kind of looked looked back at my mum like, as if you've brought me here. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, it was kind of like child abuse. I was like, oh, my God. Like, go on, I'll see you in, like, whatever. So, anyway, I got a recall and I ended up getting in. And that was basically the start of my journey. And um, it was taken very – I mean – it was it was like it was like nothing I'd ever been to. It definitely wasn't like a stagecoach. It was taken very seriously. Yeah. Um, and you were treated like um an adult. And so yeah, I did that. And then obviously, I mean, everyone kind of knows then the Shane Meadows, the Mr. Shane Meadows mm. came down and was interviewing children for his next film. I didn't know until I read an interview a bit later that he'd already looked at he'd already looked at me for um once upon a time in the middle of the oh, really? Was a bit young. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that at the time. So I kind of went down to this audition and it was just so many people there to the point where you couldn't even get a seat. So I oh. sat on my best friend's knee and I just thought I'm not going to join in because I just felt like I'd just not got a cat in hell's chance. Um, and that was kind of a lack of confidence on my part. I think I just thought, why would anybody, there's so many amazing people in here. Why would anyone look over here? Sort of thing. Um, you know, I come from Derby. I went to just a normal school. Do you know what I mean? There were just mm. so many things in my head that was eating mm. up at me that just thought, he's not going to look this way. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I just got someone tapped me on the shoulder. I think it was Ian. And he was like, you know, he really likes you. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of got the part of playing Kelly, Vicky's, Vicky's younger sister. And I kind of, it's still to this day, and I don't know why, even though I've been doing this since I was 15 years old and I've played so many parts, even when... I get a part, I, the first person I ring is my mum and it is the same excitement from back then. It's like, it's like an acceptance that I've been given because yeah. you get so many no's in this industry and so many knockbacks yeah. where you just sat there questioning yourself, wondering why I did so well. I've watched the self take back over and over again. And you know, ones where I cry and I really get into it and you don't get them and it's just soul destroying. And so when you get these mini victories, it, it just stems back from that 15 year old self of being pulled out of this group of so many people that he picked me that day. It's like something that just reverts back to that. And it's always the same. I ring my mum straight away and I, I'm like, Oh my God. And she, she's just as excited as I am. And sometimes when I go on set and I'm like, Oh my God, I remember getting the call for this part. And like, they all take it in their stride. They expect they expect to get the phone call that they get it. I don't. I don't expect to get it. So when I do, it just seems like a huge prize. It's like winning the lottery for me, and it's never ever changed. I think that's really that, lovely. Actually, that's amazing. Yeah, mm, I've never taken it for granted. I really have. Yeah. Every part that I get means so much to me. 
to, oh my God, they like me. Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's that validation that we, you know, yeah, we yeah. definitely need as, as creatives, yeah. isn't it? But it is so lovely to hear that. And also that, you know, you, you call your mum and that, I guess maybe because, you, you know, growing up and everything, you probably still quite grounded, you know, in that from your experiences. And so you've got that, that same excitement every time that you get those opportunities. Um, yeah it's like it's, it is it's like a it's like a mini success to your yeah, story and yeah. because it can take I mean growing up more in a business atmosphere I've seen a lot of people around my parents that have done so well for themselves and then all of a sudden it just gets taken away from them for one thing or another and you kind of just feel like when you get these parts they're just like brilliant mini successes along your journey and yeah it's I good to give really... yourself the wins, isn't it? I think yeah. You know, it, when you're, that, when you're in a in a in a quite you know, all creative industries are pretty brutal, and as particularly I think the um, acting industry, you know, like you say, a lot of the time it's a lot of no's, and so when you get those little mini wins or those big wins, if you're getting a part that you desperately want, then yeah, yeah. you need to celebrate those moments. Yeah, massively, and I do. Good. <laughs> 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 yeah i think that's really nice and i think I was, i'm guessing as well because i had i had a, I had a self-tape last week for um which i couldn't do because it's for a live event for a supermarket which i'm not available for a live a supermarket yeah event. i had to so play supermarket sweep or something charles you're gonna love this yeah. i had to play every week uh chanel i played charles in my terrible self-tapes um <laughs> i had a self-tape i had to play a, a, a christmas turkey <laughs> So I had to pretend to, to, to squat, squat, like squat, and then run across the room squatting like a Christmas turkey because I'm guessing this is a live event that would happen. I can't do it. I told my agent I'm not available that day because I'm going to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's like doing a permanent slut drop and not getting back <laughs> yeah. up. Like, I can't even do that at 32 anymore. How are they expecting you to just drop down to the floor? No, I know. Using your squat muscles and just absolutely going a one. And I'm nearly floor. 40. I'm 40 in 18 months time. There's no way. I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it. I just wouldn't. I'd have embarrassed myself at the live event. But I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah, but I, I'm yeah. glad as well, Jim. <laughs> Everyone's got a line. Everyone's got a line. And my line is... Live turkeys. I'll still do it. If, if I'm unavailable, I won't do it. Um, if the money's right, I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if the money's right, I'll do it. Oh, but I think it's... Well, what I was going to say, sorry before sharing that really depressing part of my life, is... um. It it sounds to me like that 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 idea of of celebrating those wins and, and feeling the victory each time gives you a kind of uh, or stops you having a complacency. So I'd imagine at some mm. point probably you can because as you said, Chelsea, there's so many no's. So I think enjoying those yeses and having that same feeling as when you were younger, I think yeah, probably helps you maybe avoid a kind of complacency in the industry. Yeah, because um, sorry, I'm still imagining you squatting like <laughs> that's that's going to remain with you for the rest of the day. <laughs> sorry, that like image. Like that. That's an image we can't get rid of. Very across quickly. the whole room as well. Like that's that's yeah. gonna, that's a good twenty that's, thirty seconds. That's some good mileage in that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> that's some good mileage for a human turkey. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Back to the question. I, I love I love my career. I love my life and career. I've, I've been in that position. I'll tell you a story in a minute. But yeah, I think um I think the, I did go for a stage, I think, where I was getting self-tapes and I was just thinking, you know what, I'm just gonna get them done as quick as possible because I kind of just felt like it was when it was it was COVID and all that was happening and it just felt like we were all at a dead end. And then I just thought, um, 
there was kind of a life-changing experience for me at the beginning of this year and I actually thought you know what my life's okay um you know life's more about smaller things in life I just kind mm. of felt um there was just yeah there was just a life turning experience for me and I just thought you know what every self-tape I'm just going to make the most of it do as much as yeah. I can as much research um into these characters that I'm doing just you know really really go for it um and from that I've been more success- I've had more of a positive outlook on these and actually I've had more fun with them and yeah, I think yeah. you know what if you just make this a you're an actress you enjoy doing it so make this just a bit of a you know a, a practice run and it's more of a hobby enjoy it and yeah. you know have fun in you know me and my partner have a great time when we're doing these self-tapes we have a laugh just have a different outlook on these don't just think oh god I'm not going to get it here's another yeah. one you know let's all set it all up get the lights up learn the lines instead of looking at it at that point of view twist it around and just think you know what you've got the, an afternoon just have a little look at your lines find the funny find the, yeah. the moments you can embrace in the sadness and just have a bit of a laugh with it and I started doing that and I just thought you know what this is working better for me just just enjoy the little hour you have doing the self-tape or two hours um and just enjoy it a little bit more and then just put it in a box and forget about it yeah because if you were in the room you you know you wouldn't be doing it half assed you'd be learning your lines and getting in the zone and you'd be doing it properly yeah, exactly. So I just thought, you know what, ha- don't stop, stop being Mrs. Downer because it's easy. It's easier to do that. It's easier. That's an mm. easier option. Yeah. You just give up and you get all, you know, you get all mopey, you get all, you know, you get all these insecurities, you get in your head, you get depressed and it's an easy route to take. The hard route to take is to change that, turn it back, go the other way. Read, read, like, I, I'm not a massive reader. Um, I'm not the strongest of readers, but, you know, I've got like a book about, um, you know, just what was it called? It feel good or something. I had it just there, but I've moved all my books over there, so I can't exactly go over there and get them. <laughs> was it like feel good or something? It was a white book with gold writing, and I read it, and I thought actually, go, go the other way. Hmm. Just turn turn your face the other way and just think positively as much as you can. And in fact, sometimes you got to lie to yourself. Sometimes <clears throat> when I'm driving, I'll just smile. And I'm like, this is tricking myself into saying that <laughs> yeah. this is a great day. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. That's a that's a proven technique. Well, they say that you, you can't be yeah. unhappy if you're smiling or something, isn't it? Something like that. I'm, 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 yeah, you know, if I'm thinking about, oh, God, I'm getting down and I've got that self-tape, so you want to get back in. Chanel, shut the hell up, start smiling. <laughs> so I'm like this, and I'm like, right, this is the starting thing. And then I think, actually, think of a funny story or think of what's good in your life. Who do you like? What do you appreciate? And all of a sudden, you kind of get on a roll, and then you're okay. Yeah. yeah, I love. Imagine driving down the road and be like, "Wow, that that woman's really happy. She's oh, loving life. Oh, her life's her life's fantastic. She loves She's driving. Like smiling away. Yeah, inside it's all crumbling. But on the outside, if you trip yourself, trip yourself on the outside, and it'll work its way in. That that idea of like doing the thing though is um is a technique. So I'm I'm doing a CBT course at the moment, which I've never done before. It's, it's really interesting. It's quite intense, but it's really interesting. And I hope I'm not giving away like any sort of CBT secrets here or anything. But like one of the, the tasks they got us to do is about like sort of short term versus long term um, goals. And one of them is like find a goal you want to do during the week. And if you get to that moment, whether it's like going to the gym or like reading a book or going for a walk, and then you think, oh, I can't be asked to do this. I can't be bothered. Just like push yourself through it and do it because the act of doing that, you'll get a sense of achievement, sense of accomplishment, 
you'll enjoy it it's something you want to do and those little bits actually can tot up and then really change the, the text of your day and it's really interesting it's basically what you were saying there yeah 100 so like the beginning of the week or even if it's midweek whenever you can be bothered to do it just do it like I remember I, I've, I've started um I've started doing hot yoga hot pod yoga and so I thought oh god it's a bit of it's one of those uh, you know one of those things like oh I'm going to yoga and I thought you know what just give it a go there's one in Derby just go there so I did and I tell you what if, if I go and I keep up with it just these little mini things that I do every day just changes my day and sometimes I really can't be bothered but I think you know I've watched Fre- you know friends everyone knows yeah. friends you mm-hmm. did it it's like, you know, when um, Chandler's getting married to Monica, it's like, just go and take a shower. Don't think about the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Take yeah. a shower. How easy is that? So yeah. I just think, get out of bed. That's mm. the first step. Well, I can do that. Get out of bed. Just go put your gym clothes on. You like your gym clothes. Go put yeah. those on. Get in the car. You like having a drive. Just yeah. go get <laughs> Big smile. Yeah, big smile. Walk out the house looking like a lunatic with your gym bag. Get in the car. And then all of a sudden... You've absolutely jacked it. You're on the way and you're at yoga and you've got to go in. And just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. plow through. It's just like doing those little bits at a time and then all of a sudden you just feel loads better and then you've accomplished a lot within that week. Just just take little steps, you know? Completely agree. And for me, it's, it's going to the gym. And I, I have a personal trainer because I know that I am, uh, what's the word, an appeaser or something. So I need someone to tell me to do it. And if they do, I'll do it. But if they there's no one there to do it, I won't do it. So right. I have a personal trainer who I see, Sam. And every week I'm like, oh, god i'm too busy can't be bothered and and the same as you like get my gym clothes on get in the car get down there and then i do the session and every single week without fail at the end of the session i think oh i feel great oh, i really yeah. enjoyed that and i had a great chat with sam we chat about football and i've i've started doing um he bought these you know like the gymnastic rings that people have in the gymnastics yeah and he, he was like mucking around with them so i started doing those last week and like it's really fun i mean it's really hard and he did a video of me doing it and i looked so unaccomplished i mean it's, it's embarrassing but it's i'm doing something and it makes me feel good it's obviously like working on my core and i feel a sense of accomplishment so yeah so basically yeah, the same, same, same thing getting out and doing it you you nearly always feel better but it is hard that that bump of getting there and going down the road is difficult but uh, exactly. you're right if you do it into little bits little sections I think it is, yeah yeah you just absolutely trip yourself that you're not going yeah. there <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're at the door and you have to go in yeah yeah, yeah exactly definitely. Yeah, or just something that you like doing, you know what I mean? Like painting or whatever. I just think it's inter- it's just very, in fact, it, I, and I, I saw him the other day um, at, a sc- at a friend's screening. Um, I remember I went for a meal with a director and Joe Cole, um, we know each other through mutual friends anyway, but he he came and I, it was at a time where I was just in that really suffocating, you know, place of like this acting world and all this and. I remember him saying, like, you've got to find a hobby. You've got to find mm. hobbies and things that interest you. So it just doesn't all become about getting work and getting jobs because it's just not healthy. Yeah. And I remember that always stuck with me. And I just thought, actually, Chanel, you're not doing anything. You're just living and breathing this. So every time you, you don't get a job, it's hitting you 10 times harder yeah. because you, you haven't got a life outside it. Like, it's completely yeah. consuming me. Yeah. And, and so I just thought I'm taking that advice and I did. And I saw him the other day and I said, you know, that advice you gave me, I took it on and it's absolutely changed just, just totally the way that I look at it. And it doesn't matter if I get a job or I don't, I just enjoy the process, you know? That's amazing. Mm. Yeah. It's really great. Um, well, I want to ask you about hot yoga actually 
Is, that, that sounds. Um, <laughs> oh no! Wait. Also, you're you going to tell us your, your embarrassing. Well, yeah, I'm going to self tape story. This, yeah, well, I was going to ask you about self tape as well. But firstly, hot yoga. Um, yeah. I've only heard that it's like it's really full on. Like, is it is it horrendous? Um, I used to do Bikram. That was very full on. That was like an hour and a half, okay. and the temperature was a lot higher, and it was quite intense. Like, it's a bit stricter, I think. Um, so this is like hot pod yoga. So it's like you can kind of lie down whenever you want. You can right, drink okay. water whenever you want. It's only an hour. It's not as hot. Um, but it's just it's so my it's just so mindful and it's really peaceful in there. And it's yeah. just an hour purely. Yeah. Fe- I'm not doing an advert for hot pod yoga, okay? And if they are listening, <laughs> I should get at least a free yeah. class or something. Twenty percent. Twenty percent off because it's expensive. Um, but it's something that I do treat myself to, and it's probably the only yeah. thing I treat myself to. So, um, but yeah, it's and it just kind, it's just, it's really just calm in there, and it's soothing, and you know, it's warm, <laughs> bloody crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just you kind of focused on focus on all these postures, and it's your body, and it's your mind, and it's your breathing. And when I came out, and like, because I do struggle with anxiety quite a lot and quite severely. And so the whole breathing exercises and techniques that you kind of do in there, it's kind of, I've kind of learned it to use in life as well. You know, just a couple of deep breaths in and out. I'm not one of those that sit and like start meditating in the corner of a room. Like I'm not that sort of person. I'll just take a few sort kind of breaths and I'll, I'll, off I'm at, you know, off, off I go again. Um, so yeah, I just, I just really enjoy it. Um, <laughs> when I get up and get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just something that I, I try and do like four times a week. Um, but once you, once you start going and you get in that routine, you're just in it then. And then you're okay. It's just those first hurdles. Yeah, I think it's important to have those those extracurricular things that you can do and yeah. lean on when you're in, particularly if you're having a bit of a difficult time or something. You've got that thing that you can go and enjoy and get something out of. The self-tapes thing, though, is interesting because I was, I was going to ask you how you found doing so. So obviously... There seems to be a lot more self-taping now rather than going into a room. Is have that been a strange shift for you? Do you do you? I know obviously you're saying you've adjusted to doing self-tapes and you're finding it a bit more fun. But would you prefer it in some ways to be able to go into a room? Weirdly, and this might be quite controversial in the uh, acting world, but I like a self-tape. Um, I really enjoy them. Um, some people are brilliant in rooms. Um. Mm. And, you know, really charismatic and, you know, they can work the room. And sometimes I can be like that, but on those days that sometimes I can't, I don't know why I just have one of those personalities that sometimes I'm on point, sometimes I'm not. Yeah. Um, like with anxiety, something can just trigger me and it yeah, goes. Sure. So, to, which to be fair, I've not really admitted to anybody or anyone, but it, it, is, it can be quite stressful. Like I've been in rooms and it's been quite severe and I've managed to get out just in time. So I think self-tapes for me was quite a bit of a safe haven. Like mm. I had my own room, I had an own reader, I could manipulate everything in what I wanted it to look like, how it, how I wanted it to sound. Um, and I have more time. Yeah. And I watch and I watch it back. I mean, I've been t- doing TV and film for a long, long time. I think people forget. I've been doing it since I was 15 and I've worked pretty much non-stop until I'm, I'm now I'm 32. So I get what I'm meant to be looking for. I kind of know um, what I want it to look like and things like that. And I kind of get that control when I'm filming it at home. Yeah, I was going to say that. I get that, spent, yeah. yeah, you know, I, and I kind of like them, if I'm being honest. Mm. Don't get me wrong, as I've got older, the room is a bit more okay for me now. I don't mind it. The casting directors that I meet are all amazing and lovely. Um, 
and they're really creative in the room. I'm very lucky in that sense. All the casting directors I seem to see are all amazing at what they do. So yeah, um, I I didn't struggle with the cell tape issue. Issue I kind of preferred it in a, in a sense. And then if I had any notes or anything, you know, I'm only phone call away. Just you know, let me know of any um, you know tips or or notes as as they give. Yeah, let me do it again. You know, so yeah, I think that I that element it. of control is really important because in this industry it's obviously out of your hands a lot and you don't then have when, any you don't have any no exactly so being able to sort of wrestle back any of that i think it's important but it's kind of the same with having anxiety and that that's a lack of control as well over your own sort of body and, and mind as well which is really horrible so i completely understand that the idea of doing a self-tape is is you just grabbing a little bit of control and power back in a world yeah. where sometimes the industry and even your own body and mind is kind of like fighting against you sometimes. Yeah. And I think as well, like I've always, like I said, I'm not, I'm not academic. I just, I can read a script and I know how that person feels. I think it's, you know, and I, I can kind of show that that's my job. Yeah. It's not necessarily here's 20 pages. It's not, it's not my learning ability. When I'm on mm-hmm. a set, I have no issue with my lines. I never have. Um, but I think there's, there's like a, a kind of, it's it's almost like auditions are more structured for people that just have great memories mm. because it becomes less of a creative space if that's the case. Um, so I think sometimes when you do a self-tape, I, I can have all of that here and I can do it all. Whereas if in the room, it's, you know, it's very, very quick and which I understand they've got a lot of people to see. It's very hard for casting directors as well to get, what they need very very quickly but it can yeah. just become a bit of a conveyor belt yeah and not necessarily a creative process i've been spoiled with working with shane he workshopped yeah. people mm. he he bought people could go in there and they was in control of who they were playing and and even if he had ideas and characters that he wanted you to play he gave you time to sit and think about those people and come in and play them and hot seat and you know so i just i just kind of sometimes think that the creative space sometimes isn't there in the room which is a massive shame because they're missing out on so 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 much yeah i guess that's the business side of stuff takes over where you've got yeah where you know money and time and blah 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 comes um you know into fruition and you don't get that like and at the end of the day what you get you don't get maybe as good a thing at the end of it because you're not allowing those creative processes to take their time to germinate and stuff um, yeah, and it, and it can be quite intimidating walking into a room and then there's just like loads of people and a camera staring yeah, at course, you. Of course, like, yeah. Ha- okay, so I remember when I did my Trollid audition, it was quite, it was quite chilled, and I really enjoyed the process. I got them to, I got them to build the meat counter that I was leaning on and things. I said because if it's like a fly on the wall vibe, I need the counter. I want yeah, the things yeah. that she's messing with and playing with and leaning on to make it more natural. I didn't just walk in the room with a a piece of paper and just read it I actually took control of that room and I that I must have been having a good day I just I just knew what I needed to do whereas some rooms I go in and I just it's an intimidating space and you just don't feel like you can do that Mm. and then you walk out and you beat yourself up all the way back home that night you can't sleep what you could have done what you even now I mean I'm speaking 100 miles an hour like that's how it makes me feel and you know that's how you care about your work and you want to put your best forward for everyone there that's watching and not waste their time and and so yeah I just you know I, I do 
that's why I like self-tapes. I think it's just yeah. because you can kind of build your own creative space and, and show them that. Yeah. Right. Please tell us. We, we, we've teased this long enough now. Please tell us this self-tape story. Oh, I feel like we've really like amped it up now. But <laughs> it's just it's just one of those situations where when you was told to crouch like a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was asked to go in an audition once and I had to actually go in the room. So there's loads of people there and it's for an advert. And um, and I didn't know what it was really for. And there was like, right. So if you just like stand on the X and I'm like, okay, it felt really like I was doing a talent show and I stood there and everyone's like, it's like they almost had like this cheesy grin on their face. Like they knew what was coming and they couldn't wait to watch me absolutely like make a fool out of myself. So they're all sat there with big, big smiles like me in the morning when I leave for yoga, that sort of like, (laughs) so anyway, I'm sat there and it's like, right. Um, you've got, you've got a backpack on so pretend you've got so they're doing it in stages so it's almost like they're unveiling like unveiling like little nightmares at a time so it's (laughs) like you've got your backpack on I'm like right okay right you stood um in a plane right okay (laughs) now now you're getting to the edge I'm like ah yeah okay (laughs) and then they went jump I went sorry (laughs) jump out of the plane you're jumping out of the plane and I was like <laughs> I was like, right, the wind's blowing at you, so I'm like, oh. and I just stopped. I just stopped and I just went, no, sorry. I said, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I literally was like stood on an X with my hands holding onto these makeshift shat, like these these handles, like this backpack on, and I'm screaming, looking at the floor with my mouth wide open, because and my, you know what I mean. And I just all of a sudden just stopped, dropped my arms, and went, no, sorry. And I just walked out and I said, and I said to a friend that was waiting to go in, I said, I kid you not, that is going to end up on their gag reel for the Christmas party. (laughs) No jokes about it. Don't do it. And I just walked off. And can you imagine everyone everyone outside the room is like, what the hell is happening there? Yeah. So all the people, I mean, I don't know if I, I didn't hear that when I was sitting outside. And so all the people, as I opened the door, they just all looked at me like, what the hell is happening in there? <laughs> and I was like, there's me. And then also, it was the way that I was just going to scream with my mouth wide open and like tearing through the clouds. And then all of a sudden, I just stopped dead in my tracks and went, no, sorry, I can't do this anymore. Like, I think, I think that's great. I think that's great that you actually owned that moment. Or like, no, this is, this is, this is mad. Because I would have just carried on doing it, I think. Screaming until you hit the floor. <laughs> Yeah, basically. And then yeah, I wanted like I wanted like a turkey out the door. Not for me, not at all. Like not no. I didn't want to start getting to the point where they're like, right, your parachute hasn't opened. Yeah. So now you're parach- <laughs> nah, You're not getting that on your gag reel. Shove it up your ass, I'm going. Good adverts are mad, aren't they? Some of the stuff they adverts are just all a bit mad because they're trying to get like ridiculous. Well there's sort of high content crab attention and so everything's a bit like heightened and it's all just ridiculous and they're, just, they're always trying to get you to do stupid stuff um so i think that's just kind of the way adverts are especially if they don't tell you sometimes they tell you oh it's for this company and you've got to do this and this and then sometimes they just leave it like that leave it kind of mm. as a surprise which i think is really unfair on the performance yeah it is but there you go they've got they've got their 10 seconds of scream and that's what they wanted i wonder who got that yeah. gig i'm trying to I'm trying to have i seen that advert i wonder who got it as well but, um, well whoever got it i feel very sorry for it. they earned it they earned yeah they earned they, the yeah yeah they earned the money blessing 
I wanted to go back to the you were obviously saying about um, being creative with your characters and stuff. And obviously, in the past, you've played characters where you've had a lot of creative kind of control with regards to your input into it. But I know in in recent years, you've been playing more like real life kind of characters, people that you know have come you know from from the real world, as it were, um, bar picks and stuff like that. How do you find that creative process of bringing some of yourself to those kind of roles? It's interesting, really, because when when you're playing, you know, just characters that are kind of written, you can kind of put your own interpretation on them, like, massively. It's all, you know. But I guess when you're playing, like, real people, like when I did Des, um, that was the same situation. I played Lenny McLean's wife. Yeah. Um, now I'm obviously playing Colleen Rooney. I think you just kind of have to find the strong basis of that person first. Everybody, everyone in every walk of life, every different character you play, everyone has different different priorities. And everyone has priorities in their life and what's important to them. And it's what that's what makes them tick. Yeah. So it's what their priorities are. It's what their, um, it's what, what, oh, what's the word? Um, like values. That's it. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. What their core values are. So when you get yeah. their priorities and their values and um, yeah. what they respect in life, what the dislikes are, just things like that, you're building a strong foundation. And then you kind of go from there Um so once you find them, you've got your strong basis, and then you, it's kind of like a tree effect. Once you've got those roots, mm-hmm. you kind of then introduce people who's in the scripts. So I kind of start off with them, their values, their core beliefs, their you know their points of view on life, priorities, and then kind of the trunk is like the family, the friends that come into the script, and their opinions on all of those people and mm-hmm. how they rate them as people, and then that the branches is kind of like the accent, you know, things like that, the way that they look, their hair, the way that they hold themselves, their mannerisms. So it's kind of step-by-step process for me. Um, you know, yeah, it's kind of like a tree effect, I guess. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a really nice yeah. way of looking really at it. really nice. Do you, yeah, really do you, nice. Is that solely from reading the script or do you start very early to like look outside of the script, at, you know, researching them as individuals and their history? Or do you and, meet them? Do you, have to, do you have to meet them? I've not met any of them mine now um which is a shame because i'd love to some wasn't physically possible obviously Mm, um and sometimes just doesn't permit either and i think sometimes i don't want to like just be reaching out to people like hey i'm playing you yeah yeah (laughs) yeah let's hang out sorry who the are you (laughs) and no i don't good luck (laughs) do you know what i mean like i get i'm quite a private person myself as well and i and so i understand people are like that so i don't just want to be like like sometimes production have reached out, like from playing people that have like had drug addiction or alcohol mm. um, addiction or things like that. Like we'll reach out to people that are happy to sit and talk to me and I'll talk to them as well. So they feel like we're both sharing stories, not just those that yeah. them doing that. So that's okay. But yeah, in terms of like meeting the people and things, I'd love to, and I, tr- I would definitely try to if I can, but I'd have to do it in a respectful way for me yeah. to feel comfortable to do that for them as well. Um so I forgot what I was saying. Um, yeah, so I, I do like to, no, but yeah, so I do like to, I do start off with the script yeah. because yeah, that's yeah. the narrative. That's the narrative that we're saying to that audience exactly, that we're about yeah. to show. 
So I start from then. It's all all her opinions and that is based on here. And then I'll get a secondary. So I go through and I write down all my instincts, my first instincts to each line and what it is and how I am okay, and yeah. what I'm doing and what, what my hands are doing as I naturally read it, my instincts that come in. And then I kind of cross, cross-reference it with uh, the character breakdown that I've done from either books that they've written or archives or interviews that they've done, you know, things like that. So then I can kind of cross, cross-reference the person and, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of work that I try, mm. I, you know, I do I do put a lot of work in there. Um, and that's kind of how I do it. Yeah. Well, guys, going back to that hardworking, you know, talking right at the start of the pod about working upbringing, you know, clearly you put that into your work as well when it comes to researching these people yeah definitely um there's a job there's a job to be done and you want to all these people that I play they're almost like little like I say little because I don't have my own yet they're like my little miniature children that's how I feel like you kind of feel really responsible for who you're playing yeah um and I do take I do take it quite seriously really I have fun obviously on set you know I have a laugh and stuff I don't take myself seriously much at all but um, yeah, in terms of the characters I play, they do become like your little children and like everything that you do is a little string to the bow. Um, mm. Well, I guess you've got you to have. care for them, haven't you? Otherwise you can't yeah. portray them in the right way. You've got yeah, to... definitely. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, if I was playing like Humpty Dumpty or something like that, I probably wouldn't really give it. But, <laughs> you know. Well, or waddling turkey. Playing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I'm jumping out of a plane or I'm playing a little waddling turkey, then I probably wouldn't give that much thought into the uh, character process and those stupid things. But in terms of like playing what's characters. This turkey's, what's this turkey's ambition? Yeah. Yeah. Why is he going from one end of the road to the yeah. other? What, what are his motivations? <laughs> what's his motivations? <laughs> to get to the roast potatoes? Who could, like... <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, I think you know when you're playing characters in real life people obviously i do take it to heart so was as 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 the um the colleen rooney stuff been filmed yet or is that yeah that was quite no yeah that's been filmed so literally i got the audition had a recall and then before i knew it, i was getting flown to budapest to film it wow Wow. so it's quite a whirlwind almost i mean it's, it's, it's it's an extraordinary story i mean it's i can't wait to see it i mean i so when it obviously the kind of we all sort of saw it in real time on social media mm. but then yeah. uh, uh when the court case happened i, I remember i was listening to a, a, a bbc did a, like a sort of podcast which was like every day of the trial so it was like kind of it was it, one of those kind of stranger than fictions kind of situations mm. Mm. yeah it was um because i've not followed it personally um it was i had not very a long time to get my head around the whole concept but that wasn't yeah. a problem I had the transcripts I had this I had I read all the transcripts of court so I had that all under my belt I knew how she um you know crossed the t's and dotted the i's I know you know how she felt I watched documentaries and things and interviews with her I'd done everything that I could um to get this person um you know to get clean in my head um so yeah I mean I'm glad that I probably didn't follow the trial Mm. because I could just kind of go in blind and have the script and the transcripts and who she was as a person and that's all that mattered to me I didn't need to know about the gossip I didn't need to know about what newspapers thought or about what everybody else thought I didn't need to know that and I'm glad that I didn't my knowledge was clean as a person 
her transcripts, what she did, what she thought, and how she was in that moment. And so I was in my own bubble, and that was fine. Um, so I'm glad, really. Yeah, I think. Well, there's such a obviously such a whirlwind around it, and you know, the obviously the, the tabloid media and stuff. It's good that you aren't being influenced by any of those things. You could just go in kind of blind. I think that's going to mean that you can put more um, of your own sort of realism. Stamp on it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like I've said a lot in um, some of the interviews I've done, these aren't caricatures of people. No. I mean, especially being in this industry, you meet, you know famous people and I do that in inverted commas yeah. as you go through life and the more that you spend time with them and the more that you meet loads more of the people you just think oh my god everyone's just normal people yeah. yesterday everyone gets annoyed everyone's annoyed you know what I mean if she's yeah. annoyed that she's you know and you just start to realize that everyone's just normal people everyone just has jobs yeah, yeah. so it's like people are actors people work in the NHS people work at a desk people are data inputters people work in Thornton I've worked in Thornton's <laughs> ice in the chocolates it doesn't matter what you do everyone's the same and so yeah with this story i didn't want to start being like oh my god you're playing killian rooney the footballer's wife of wayne mm. rooney i'm just playing a woman who has four children and has a husband and that's that's it yeah and went and went through like it's actually because obviously like we see it as like when it's sensationalized on Twitter and stuff, it's like, oh, this like, oh, fascinating, interesting kind of, you know, sensationalist trial. But actually they are people. And for, for Colleen, it would have been really stressful. All mm. the thing with like putting out the messages and like really stressful, horrible, intrusive time. And she, her and Wayne have been, I said like I know them now, her and Wayne Rooney have been famous since they're about 17. They've been yeah, a massive, time. a long time to be sort of in the public eye and, and have those kind of stresses and stuff. So, I'm sure she wouldn't yeah. take any, any decisions to, to, of what she did lightly. Like it was clearly a really intrusive, horrible time actually to go through. Yeah, massively. And every, you know, imagine like doing everything and a hunt like thousands of people. Like imagine stepping out your door and just doing something normal and like thousands of people all are just having an opinion on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be yeah. like, I don't, I'm not that interested. Like, don't like. <laughs> there's no need for a thousand opinions for every time I do something. Like it must be, it must just be crazy. But it's something we don't understand. And like you say. In a world that we live in now, we have phones. We we Instagram. We're looking at people's lives constantly. We are yeah. so consumed in how other people's lives look and what they're doing and what they're up to, and where they're eating and what they're eating. Yeah. We are so obsessed with other people's lives. Like, yeah. close your door. Do some. You know what I mean. Don't worry about anybody else. Focus yeah. on yourself. You know what I mean. That's why I just try and live quite a bit. I love my holidays. I love treat myself to nice things every now and again. You. Don't see it posted. I post the odd photo, like, oh, I'm here, you know. That'll be the first one for a couple of months. Or mm. you know, I just I just think that we're so consumed in in that. Um, and it can turn quite unhealthy and people can start like start getting quite obsessed with people's mm. lives and opinions on it. And I just think, you know what, there's life's so short. Just enjoy yourself with your time and your children and your family and things that you enjoy doing instead of worrying about what anyone else is doing. And like putting things online you know i don't know it's just it's a balance it's know. a balance isn't it i think it's a balance between yeah enjoying the good things of social media and what they can and it can be really good for connecting people has to be you know, with podcast but it's using it you know without going overboard i guess i get yeah that's it i think so there's a balance yeah having said that 
when's the show out because I'm definitely going to watch it because I was yeah I haven't said that make sure that you get yourself <laughs> on the Saturday <laughs> make sure you tune in yeah um I don't, I don't actually know when the release date is they've not actually said but I'm pretty sure it is mid uh, mid-December have they called it Wagatha Christie no it is called uh, Vardy v Rooney I think it's called. it is a courtroom drama on uh, Channel 4. Because Wagatha Christie was... It's so one of the best good. puns ever. Whoever came up with that is an absolute genius. It's, yeah, it's he, was some, he was some amusing um, memes and stuff going around. Yeah. Um, I, I saw all of those. <laughs> yeah, cool, blimey. <laughs> cool, blimey, yeah, indeed. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Chanel, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much for your time. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's honestly, it's been a real joy. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll wish you all the luck with um, everything you've got going on and all the next projects. And yeah, we can't wait to watch um, Vardy versus Rooney. And I'm sure it's going to be brilliant. But um, yeah, thank you so and hot, much. And hot yoga. Yeah, and good luck with the hot yoga. And thank smiling you. Well, I was car. meant to go this. Yeah, well, I was meant to go this morning, but because I had this, you've actually oh, got to go. So well done. No. Oh. I hope you feel absolutely shocking. So instead, I'm really happy. I'm going to keep smiling. Yeah, <laughs> you keep, keep yourself. And now I've got to go and get some ball balls for my tray. Oh, well, that's a... <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to go and do hot yoga as tenants, I think. I'm yeah. going to go and try it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so, much. Right. so much. Thanks for having me. No See you worries. later, guys. Chanel Creswell on the Blank Podcast. What a fantastic guest. So, so easy to talk to. Some wonderful insights into her career as an actor. I love the um, analogy of the tree and the putting the roots down. Yeah, I like that about as the well. Character. Was... Beautifully put. Yeah. I mean, we basically got a sort of 10, 15 minute acting class there. Yeah. You know, so if you ask someone that's thinking about acting, well, there you go. There's some fantastic insight. Beautif- beautifully sort of just explained as to how she gets into... Uh, the minds of characters she plays mm. when, they're, when they're real people. So I loved it. I'm sure she's going to be fantastic as Colleen Rooney in uh, in the Rooney versus Vardy. They should have called it Wagatha Christie, but yeah, you know, it's fine. But it's maybe that's gonna pa- be a great they show. might have patented that phrase. Oh, now. It was someone on Twitter, just some random person on Twitter. That came, I so hope they good. copyrighted it or, oh, or, or patented it. It's a oh. work of genius, that. Absolute genius, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's really fascinating. I'm always fascinated hearing about people's processes like with regards to any yeah. kind of creative thing, but acting in particular is quite interesting because it feels quite mystical. Uh, yeah. And I think if you're playing, like I'm always interested in kind of bar picks and, and real life yeah. kind of stuff. So it was really fascinating to hear how she goes about, you know, doing yeah. that and um, must be must be tricky. And also not to read too much, you know, not to go into the research, you know, looking at all the tabloids and all that kind of stuff, yeah. actually just taking the words in front of her from the script yeah. and then developing the the character through the words that have been written, which is, yeah, which is interesting. Because there's a, there's a lot of weight of responsibility, I think, of, of, of playing characters like that. And you probably feel like you want to do them justice. And I, yeah. and I know that, you know, having been cast to play a Christmas turkey, that mm. you just, there is, you know, there's a real weight of expectation. Did you go and hang yeah. around like, like a turkey farm? <laughs> turkey farm, yeah. Gobble, gobble, yeah. gobble, gobble, yeah. Do you, you know, watching their movements, see how, their they, movement. see how they yeah, go yeah. from side to side. 
how they wobbled a bit under their yeah. chin. Yeah, got to get that wobble right. So mm. uh, yeah, I think it's important to you know to, to, to sorry. go full method. Didn't, didn't even do the casting. I didn't even do it. So I'll never get asked to do that again. Um, anyway, great guest. Loved having yeah. her on. Brilliant, brilliant person. And wish her all the best for the future. And do check out. Giles, what's it actually called? The title? The, the, it's called, it's called uh, Rooney versus Vardy. It's oh. called Vardy versus Rooney, the courtroom drama, and it's on Channel 4. It's a two-part thing. So, yeah. Brilliant. Do check it out mm. because not only will Chanel be absolutely fantastic in it, it's a great story. Yeah. yeah. I will 100% be watching that. I can't wait. Yeah. I was obsessed with it. it yeah. Obsessed. I mean, I don't know if you were listening to, uh, at the time I was kind of, uh, there was a podcast, I think I said mentioned it on, the, on our podcast, there was a podcast the BBC did, which was kind of a, you know, like, the days in court where people, the yeah. journalists were kind of talking about what had happened in court. And it's just so bizarre. Um, yeah. Just yeah. the turn of events uh, was just so kind of crazy, really. Uh, the, um, there was I a, don't think a... anyone, I mean, I suppose, you know, I don't want to say you know too much to give away the, what happened, but um, no one really came out of it that well. I don't think. Well, one side definitely didn't. Yeah. The other side, maybe, maybe a bit, 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 bit more because I think it was. Oh, I go into it, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, there, there was a couple of, around that time. There was a couple of reporters on TikTok. One of them's called Jim Masterson. I think he works for BuzzFeed or something like that. Who were doing a similar thing, like roundups, like TikTok roundups each day from the case, and it was just compelling viewing. And actually, it's interesting watching TikTok be a platform for people to do that. Actually, and hadn't seen that before and actually podcasts as well you know i hadn't i've never i've never followed a court case like that before on a podcast or or tiktok but actually these platforms are perfect for the little bite-sized roundups actually it was uh, it, it happened yeah, it was before with the um in fact funny enough with the the, the depth heard trial that kind of oh yeah yeah that was yeah. the and then this one came quite quickly afterwards so these sort of defamation trials yeah are, um quite you know it's quite a lot of people i guess because they're high profile people involved I think yeah. that that is kind of set a precedent for. I think it'll, it we'll see those more and more now. If, they, if these high profile yeah. trials will be, um, yeah, well, who knows? In years to come, we might even see televised trials. Well, there's a move. Sorry, listeners, to really derail this, but there's, there's a especially wrapping up as per we're chatting yeah. fridges. There's a because in the US you can trials are televised. Yes, yeah, not all of them. I'm guessing like family ones and, and well, sort of uh, uh, I think it's often chosen. Up, but, like I think one right. of the parties might choose. Like, well, for example, the the Depp heard child. I think yeah. Johnny Depp wanted it to be te televised, right. um, and the, and his lawyers fought for that. And then it's up to the judge in those cases to decide. Yeah. Whether it's in the public interest, yeah. for, for, but in the UK it's not. They are not, which is why you still get those terrible courtroom drawings. Yes, they're brilliant. And did you see some of the Wayne Rooney ones? Yes, he got butchered. The poor guy, he just got slaughtered alive. Oh my god, they were just amazing. <laughs> were not kind to him at all. Or Vardy, they made Vardy look like Albert Steptoe. They were just not <laughs> kind to him at all. Um, but I still like that. I like that in the UK we're still about we're still thirty years behind and we do yeah. our like, dainty little courtroom. But drawings. can they not get Funny. better better pi people to draw the pictures? No, they seem to intentionally <laughs> get really bad people. <laughs> so what? There must be someone that can do a better one now. I know it's quick, but like I would get that quick. Yeah, it, they were there for hours. Yeah, exactly. And I, I I think in some respects would it be better to get someone who can do like caricatures, perhaps maybe like a quick caricature. <laughs> That'd be much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be much better, or like a Banksy style thing. Yeah, thing it's, yeah. like, it's like a stencil, and you can't really make them out. But it's just it adds more kind of like feeling. Yeah, or sort it, of Damien Hirst, you could get like a more conceptual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like Tracy Emin. Yeah, like a picture of Wayne Rooney in formaldehyde or something. 
was like in the corner of the courtroom, just like chucking buckets of paint against <laughs> yeah. the wall. Yeah, Jason, Jackson Pollock it all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I made them so much better. I oh, know they've they've missed a trick there. Yeah, they have. They have. Um, anyway, we didn't miss a trick no. for this week's guest, Chanel Cresswell. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Fantastic guest and uh, really enjoyed it. Now, in part one, we didn't read any tweets out, Giles. Would we like to do some? I am scrolling through. It, oh, if you're hovering <laughs> over one, then please do read it. Well, oh, here's an interesting one, actually. It's, it's not about interesting. podcast. <laughs> Good. No, it's different. Strong it's different. start. I said yeah. that for a reason. Go it's from uh, Susan Seddon, and Susan's one of our regular listeners. Yes. Um, and it's, it was around Spotify Wrapped, and she said, I predict ah. my top podcast will be Blank Pod. Oh, how nice. And she hasn't followed up, so I don't know if we, we are or not, but hopefully ah. we're her. It's nice because yeah, seeing people post, posting those on social media, and uh, it'd be nice to think that we were someone's top podcast yeah. for the year. If we were your top pod on, on uh, Spotify Wrapped, let us know. Contact us on any social media platform. I say any. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bank Pods. Indeed. And let us know if we're top of your list. Yeah. I have actually got a, a, a review here from, from iTunes or Apple Apple Podcasts, as it's called now. This yeah. is from Philly M. It says, so glad I recently discovered this podcast. Love the variety of guests and topics covered. Honest, insightful, and downright hilarious. As oh, an I actor, I found these conversations to be invaluable. Keep up the good work, team. Five stars. So thank you very much. That's amazing. And 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 they'll like this week's <laughs> as an yeah. actor because you've got an acting class from, from Chanel there. So, yeah, lovely. Thank you so much. What a great review. Please do keep reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you get your pods and subscribe and, and like and all that kind of stuff because it, it, it helps other people see the pods as well. So uh, it really please does, do, yeah. Please do do that. Um, that's it. Giles, I think for this week it is. Uh, We've probably been going on too long. Oh, I in found, this episode, not like in general. I found I, so I'm on Susan's Twitter. Sorry, Susan, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of stalking you. And I found her Spotify Wrapped. And would you like to know where we are? We are in her top five. Would you like to know where we are? I'd love to know. We're number one, baby. Hey! Number one at last. Susan, number one. Number one, and uh, there's some good other pods in there. It's like Clinton, Clinton Baptiste, second. Oh, Fantastic. nice, Alex. Yeah. Good old Alex. Yeah, uh, two shot pod, third, lovely pod. Nice. Um, my time capsule, fourth. Oh, excellent, good Mike. Good Mike. Yeah, cool. We've and had most the, of those people. And then on the our rest podcast. is the, the rest is politics. Number five. I don't know that one. That uh, is, um, that is Alistair Campbell and oh, um, Ed Miliband. No, no, no. Oh, Rory, what's Rory Stewart. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, is it good? Yeah, they're they're. I, I, although I would wish I don't ever want to say horrible things about other podcasts, but I think Raw is maybe not very often in in either in the UK or near a microphone because he's often on a sort of um, right. zoomy sort of thing. So uh, yeah, Alistair always sounds pristine. He's obviously got a mic set up, but right. Rory needs to get needs a to mic, up set his up. mic game. Yeah, okay. But it's a good, good. But content guess, wise, content wise, excellent. We should try and get them on. They'd be, they'd be, they'd be really good. They would. Well, we'll set to it. <laughs> anyway, uh, have a good week, everyone. <laughs> Charles, have a good week. Hope you, and you uh, hope you have a good one. Thank you, and you. Thanks very much. And we're back next week, of course. With oh, we've only got a few left before our Christmas break, actually, haven't we? So only a, a few more to go before Christmas. But we've got um, yeah, back next week with, with another guest on the blank pod why am i butchering this exit so much i don't know but we probably should just wrap up shouldn't we
拜。Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family. Cannolis and spins mean everything. Now you want to get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is a Glass Box Media podcast.